Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Good, uh, this is for season 2 episode 13, the season finale called ABQ. What did you think of uh, this episode and the end of season 2? Um, it, it's a great end and you know we, we finally get the reveal of, of the cold opens in this episode which you know we've been talking about pretty much the entire season so uh that's good that that shows up and it's it's just incredibly well crafted and put together i kind of forgotten how the plane crash actually factors in to the the overall story i i I mean obviously i knew that that's what had happened and knew that's what the cold opens were but i couldn't remember the reasoning behind it i've forgotten that that was the reason behind it so i i uh i thought that was um just really cleverly put together uh you started getting the sort of uptick of of um the you know the the website and the laundering the money you're it sets things up so nicely for the next season because you've got skylar finding out that there is you know that walt has been hiding things you have um you know Je- that this sort of conclusion to that jesse jane arc as well we get the first introduction of mike um, there's just so many things that are set up so nicely in this episode for the third season, I think, as as well as it being a great episode in itself. So really, really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic episode. And as I was kind of like, you know, watching the credits for a few seconds before Netflix decided to load the next episode, um, I was sort of thinking, I, I think this for me is the mark where the show goes from excellent to special. Because yeah. just just the way and just how well crafted the whole... Because uh, all, all the plane stuff links all the way back to Combo's death. Yeah. Because um, it goes from Combo's death to Jesse and Jane and then the relapse with the drugs and Jane's death and what's his name, Donald, and his mistakes. And then, uh, you know, how that kind of ties into Walter and him letting Jane kind of die and stuff. And the, the way all of that connects together... And, like, you end it off in such a big... I won't say explosive, that's too much of a pun. Um, This big kind of massive thing with this plane explosion. And how... Just how kind of big scale that is for this kind of story. Um, Because if you you look at things back, I suppose, in the earlier stages in the first season. It did, like, obviously try and build its simple part of its concept first. With, you know, cancer and then meeting Jesse and then the business side and that kind of stuff and setting up the drugs and Tuco and Crazy 8 is a bit simpler in season one. Still fantastic, but arguably a lot simpler. But you've kind of seen this show over, um, I guess it'd be 20 episodes by, by, by this point, 13 and 7. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just slowly build this slow this small thing into something bigger scale and involving Hank and then Mike coming in and Sol coming in and Donald and Jane and the plane crash and the teddy bear and how well crafted that is for, for this show and it just building from something kind of small and kind of basic to this big massive kind of thing which ends the season in a in a plane crash it's it's pretty it's pretty and crazy um but in like some of the best ways possible 
so it's it just yeah just kind of like watching even thing even things like watching the pov of the teddy bear and it's sort of swinging around in the air and like seeing uh how like i don't know how that connects from the plane to to water's pool and that kind of stuff um and just the the weird the kind of strange way that you know we've had these cold opens and they as you've seen them get more revealed they haven't linked to anything but then as soon as you work out what that's from it immediately strings everything together in this like perfect sort of sequence i suppose um and it, like there's there's so much credit to give in terms of like the crafting and that and everything mm-hmm. so so just, just for me that this is what changes the show from something really excellent and still very much top tier television to something because you've got like your good shows you're quite good shows excellent then like top tier prestige and then things that are like really special i suppose although top tier prestige is still like you know really really high tier but sort of just puts it right on that top top level um yeah. which i do you kind of do you kind of agree this makes like it turn into yeah that, i suppose yeah i i think that this is certainly uh kicks everything up a gear and and it, it's just so well crafted there are little scenes in the not only with the story writing but with the cinematography like there's the scene where he's laying the dress out of of jane's dress out on the bed and then the the sort of next scene is walt changing the baby and you've got this sort of thing going from death to life and uh, which is something that they've done in previous episodes with it sort of starting with a birth and ending with a death you know there's there's so many of this sort of just very cleverly written and beautifully shot on such a grim subject and the little easter eggs that they put in like we have been talking before about uh, you know, I'd said check the episode titles for the other episodes that had the co- this particular cold open in it. Uh, and if you actually read the episode titles, they are 737 down over ABQ, which is the call sign for Albuquerque 737, obviously being a, a plane um, a model of a particular type of uh, mm-hmm. jumbo jet. So there, there is a hint as well just in the episode titles that they put in so you could piece them together for what this finale is um I, which is just very cleverly done as well so it, it's just really really so well crafted and so meticulously thought out throughout and uh that only kind of moves forward as you get further into it but yeah i certainly think this is is something that is steps up at step things up a gear a little bit you know mm-hmm. and when i talk about the fact that i think this is the best show i've seen it's the most consistent show and like the best written show and the best uh well consistency goes with like it's pacing because that's kind of what i mean like the best consistency with pacing and, and that kind of stuff this is the sort of thing i'm talking about and yeah they like looking back there has been a couple of episodes maybe of building things up but I, I don't think some people realise how important some of those things are. Like we had somebody write in last week that said that mm-hmm. they were like a little bit impatient with the teddy bear stuff, which that that that's fine. Um, but it's it's kind of I've experienced this a, a few times with like other media, so like with films and stuff. Sometimes if you sit through the slower stuff, it's up to that piece of media to give you a good enough payoff to where you think, okay, that was really worth like waiting through some of that slower stuff and i'm not calling that stuff slow i'm just saying the things that are a bit more 
like slightly slower pace that kind of builds things it's less about the slow pace and it's more about just taking time to build certain things up i think um yeah but like you know if you if you're watching a show or you're watching a film or whatever and um something's really really slow or it's doing a slow bit of build up and it doesn't pay off then it's kind of just been like okay what what was all that about um, but I just think the mm-hmm. way that it pays it off with this episode and everything is uh, is fantastic. So, yeah. Um, all right, that's what we got for the pre-talk and stuff. Uh, we'll save some chat, obviously, for the actual scenes themselves, and uh, we'll do some housekeeping first, and then get into that. So we'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk uh, this morning, I managed to get up a little bit earlier, which was good. And watch uh, Monsters at Work, the Season 1, Episode 4, which is today's episode uh, called The Big Wazowskis, which was uh, quite fun and everything. Um, So that's the newest episode for uh, Monsters at Work. Uh, The podcast, I can't remember if I said this last week or not, uh, but the Funny Monsters podcast is available on iTunes. I know because I'm following it myself on uh, iTunes and stuff. Uh, there's been a little bit of weird trouble with getting the Ted Lasso feed onto iTunes. It is on there. It's just not showing up kind of properly. Um, but I'm hoping to get that fixed before th- uh, Friday's uh, Season 2 premiere of Ted Lasso. Uh, I have done a Season 2 premiere for Ted Lasso as well. So that's just an update on the two newest iTunes feeds. So they both are on there. Um, so... There you go with that. But uh, yeah, that's Monsters at Work. Season 1, Episode 4 is the newest one. I think there's nine episodes because I looked on Wikipedia today and it showed nine. But that could be wrong. So, uh, But there's at least nine episodes. So, um, 
Uh, Gamer Talk this week, yesterday we talked about Tencent, which is a Chinese company. Of course, there's some bad stuff involved with that because, well, it's China. And uh, they're looking to invest some more money into some other things and basically get their dirty hands into some more pies is sort of the phrase that we uh, we used. Uh, it's not really covered in mainstream game media, this this type of stuff that's going on, but it's it's not good. Um, so we kind of talked about all of that as well and uh, the situation with that as well uh we talked about steam deck which is kind of a portable pc type thing where you can play steam games uh you can see the design of it in the uh, featured image for the podcast and it just looks horrible for its design uh so we, me and robert talked about that and uh you know pricing specs and how you could probably accidentally touch the touchpad while using the analog sticks very very just awkward and cumbersome looking kind of thing mm-hmm. uh so we talked about that it hasn't got a release date yet but it will be out at some point obviously so uh, there's that and we also talked about the fact that uh, Netflix is looking to get into video games and we'll see how all that plays out and stuff I also talked about my experience of uh, playing uh, COD Modern Warfare on PS4 but with keyboard and mouse and uh, the interesting experience with that so you can listen to that as well Analyzing Television episode 12 this week talking about BritBox and the differences of uses with uh, the UK and the US and uh whether it's worth it or not and all that kind of stuff so uh interestingly if you listen to the gaming podcast i asked robert if he'd heard of it and he hasn't so um yeah they're not doing a good job with advertising it towards then people that kind of arguably need it more which is people outside of the uk so yeah um they haven't it's funny because it's advertised a ton over here but apparently not so much in uh in the us so yeah. Uh, just kind of giving some of my thoughts on uh, on BritBox and everything. So, um, did a, a short uh, horror story uh, this week. Wrote it on uh, Sunday. It's called The Closet. It's not a podcast. It is actually a written story. Uh, it's called The Closet. It's a short zomba, z- zombie sl- sorry, uh, slash horror story. I uh, wrote that on Sunday. It's the first thing I've ever written. Just kind of wanted to put some ideas out there for a uh, zombie story. It does have characters and all that kind of stuff. So, it's, it, it was pretty good. Did you uh, get a chance to read that? Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at it properly yet, no, so uh, I will do it some point, though. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, you can go and read that on the website. It's called The Closet. It's one of the newest posts on there as well. Um, there is a podcast attached to it, but that is a podcast me talking about the story. So don't. Uh, there is a warning at the start of, like, don't listen to that before you read it, because it's going to have spoilers in it as well. So read the story. It won't take you particularly too long, because it's a short story. And then you can listen to the podcast to see how I came up with various different things within the story. But that was a, that was a really fun, different, interesting experience. And uh, I'm glad I did that as well. So I uh, did a podcast this week. Uh, Zoe's podcast playlist for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, season 2, episode 1. Incredible episode because it's an incredible show. Uh, I'll be back in a few weeks. I'm going to come back for episode 5 basically in a few weeks. Uh, so look out for that. That's Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. So that was fun to do. Uh, CW Superheroes for Superman and Lois, the pilot, season 1, episode 1. Me and Robert covered that. And same thing there. We'll be back in a few weeks to talk about episode 5. So look out for that as well. Uh, Breaking Bad podcast for last week. Uh, Funny Monsters covered all that. Uh, there was one more thing to talk about. Uh, the World of the Last of Us podcast talking about uh, Lev, a new character for the game. Uh, for Philosophers 2 and a character spotlight for that particular character. So that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, interesting with the cold open. I'll just read out what I've got here, then we can discuss it. Uh, numerous investigators from the NTSB collect and uh, catalogue uh, debris and just investigate the area, as we've seen. 
including the half-burnt uh, pink teddy bear uh, that had fallen around the white uh, neighbourhood. We know that it ends up in the pool, of course. And we see basically a bunch of vans. Uh, I, I think this had some footage from previous yes. opens, I, I think. But it did remix a couple of new things in there. We get a bit of a wider shot of the uh, the white... Uh, well, the, the White House, not not the White House, not not where the president is, the, the White uh, Walters House and everything. So um, again, interesting stuff. Uh, I couldn't, I didn't remember that they'd actually like copied some stuff from before, uh, but it's basically giving you an indication as to like, hey, remember this like teddy bear stuff. Uh, so still very very good, and um, it's interesting when you get to see like more of the wider area because initially at the start it was just sort of you saw a pink teddy bear in the pool and that was kind of it and it was like okay what is this thing for because <laughs> mm. it wasn't related to anything and then we started seeing like as, as we've gotten through more uh cold open seeing more people and then vans and obviously we got the reveal of uh, the two body bags in a couple of the uh cold opens i think that there's been what four or five of these maybe because we've had a few other four. ones as well there's uh four in total of, okay. of these cold opens yeah yeah so we, we've seen gradually more revealed as we've gotten through but still didn't still kind of had no idea of what it was for uh we just sort of could have looked at it as like a random event i suppose but uh, little did we know how much it tied into uh everything which we find out by the end of the episode uh what do you think of this cold open yeah, it's it's interesting. I was trying to think back to my thoughts when I first saw it because, you know, as I say, obviously we knew what it was at this point. We knew mm-hmm. it was a plane crash. Um, I I was trying to think, you know, because it's it's very interesting because there were obviously there were people putting being put into body bags, and with the events of the previous episode, I I was kind of thinking, you know, have they been attacked in some way? Has somebody killed the family? Has you know, Donald gone mad over and discovered that, you know, Walter's a drug dealer and, and you know, somehow that ties into things or, mm-hmm. you know, as, as uh, Gus maybe gone and attacked. Yeah, you know, there were so many possibilities of what maybe could have happened. And they set things up through, in, throughout this whole episode, you know, with there's there's little things with Gus and there's there's stuff with Donald and, and you do wonder maybe or or you know maybe that Jesse had somehow found out that Walt was there during Jane's death and maybe he something had happened but then you get that wider shot where you can see the columns of smoke at the background you're like what the hell is that so it's it's really interesting you know even at this point although we're getting more information and that cold open you're still not entirely sure what's going on um you know obviously we find out by the end of the episode but uh yeah it's it's very cleverly crafted because you know as i say that it's the body bags and that sort of stuff that really throws you but um mm. yeah it's it's great you know i i think they did a wonderful job with teasing this sort of right from the opening episode and you know thankfully as the person that wrote in last week was like saying i'm going to really upset if they don't pay it off <laughs> they have paid it off in this episode so you do actually find out what it is which is good mm-hmm. yeah definitely um yeah it's good like what you said there could have been like so many possibilities and options which, which is good for the whole mystery part of it because there's like a number of characters <laughs> that could have like broke bad themselves onto the Walt family and uh or onto the White family and kind of done a number of things. So yeah, it's interesting. 
Uh, so that's the cold open. Um, we will talk about how it gets resolved later on. Uh, Jesse wakes from his heroin-induced sleep to find Jane dead, uh, having choked on her own vomit. After a frenzied attempt at CPR, uh, Jesse contacts Walt for help, and he kind of, sort of, obviously have to pretend that he doesn't know what happened. Uh, we then, uh, well, we don't see it happen, but Walt calls uh, Sol. Uh, Sol sends uh, Mike Ehrmantraut a cleaner, so he's a, he's a new character, uh, to remove all evidence of drugs from Jane's, uh, sorry, from Jesse's apartment, and to coach him on how to interact with the authorities, so like things to say and things not to say as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Jane's father, Donald, arrives at the apartment to find that, it, so just some point later, uh, arrives at the apartment to find that his uh, daughter has died. Quite a way to find her, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, with Jesse uh, being interviewed by the uh, medical examiner, Jesse is unable to look Donald in the eyes, kind of because, you know, he's trying to talk to this um, detective or whatever at the same time as well. Uh, and uh, believing himself to be responsible for Jane's death, which we know that he isn't, uh, and then he runs off to a like drug crack house type of thing, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Felt very sorry for uh, Jesse in the scene. You know, he's crying and he's basically got a lifeless Jane next to him, and he's trying to sort mm-hmm. of, um, you know, get her back or, or whatever. It's it's quite sad to watch, and just the. The physical way, I suppose, and how lifeless Jane's body is, and he's him like trying to do CPR and stuff. It's it, it's really quite um quite sad. What what did you think of um his interactions? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing is so well put together, and um just the acting is phenomenal throughout. The way oh, yeah. that yeah, because that. There are certain shows that in situations like this, you would have expected Donald to go for Jesse mm. and like, you know, this is all your fault. And like, and I love the way that they didn't do that. You know, Donald's clearly in shock and almost ignores Jesse the entire time. And this is the day that Donald has been dreading. You know, he knew his daughter was an addict and one day this was always a possibility, you know, if she if she slid back into it. And I, I love the fact that it was written in such a way that he doesn't go after Jesse and yeah. just sort of ignores him. And, and I, I think that was such an interesting way to do this. Um, Jesse's initial interaction, you know, trying to wake Jane up, who obviously had been dead for hours by that point. So there was just, I mean, you know, I, I, I understand why he was trying to do it, but, you know, it was clear that he wasn't. And then Jesse calling Walt and Walt's reaction and the way Brian played that of you know not not being oh my god and and really sort of shocked but was like trying to calm him down mm. and, and played it very cleverly in that he didn't let on that he knew but he was just trying to okay we've got a problem and uh i know who to call and this is who you know how we solve it uh i did find a little bit of information mike um apparently mike wasn't originally supposed to be the character that did that scene it was supposed to be sol but bob Mm. odenkirk wasn't available to film the scene so they invented mike as the cleaner (laughs) character to come in and do it um because bob wasn't available and then, of course, Mike becomes this really huge popular character, and he's, he's a huge part of Better Call Saul as well. Um, you know, moving forward, I just thought that was quite interesting that that you know this 
this character that they said that they invent suddenly becomes this major part of the series later on, which arguably was the same thing that happened with Jesse. I mean, you know, was, yeah, I think yeah. many people know, and we've said before, Jesse was never supposed to be around for the entire thing. He was supposed to be killed off after the first season. Mm. So um, I, I think uh, that's, that's sort of interesting how circumstances got them to invent this new character that then becomes this big thing for it, which is great. Uh, and I love Mike, you know, it's, and I like the fact that I can see how Sol would have done that scene, but it would have been very different. And, you know, Mike, as the, is cleaner, he's kind of very straight down the line. He's, you know, the Jesse's kind of obviously falling to bits and Mike kind of slaps him around and like, hey, listen, you know, I, I think all that stuff is brilliant. And, it, it's just so well put together and and um i i just think works really really well and it's heartbreaking you know the just the way it played yeah definitely it it's uh yeah just the way he was trying to like get her to come back or whatever was, was was quite sad um yeah good i suppose that bob wasn't available in in a way because then we got the yeah. awesome character that, that is mike um to me it wouldn't quite have made sense for soul to do that because he isn't quite the sort of get his hands dirty type character he's more just sort of like i'm gonna call a guy who's gonna sort this out instead as we've at, seen at this point before. yeah i mean so soul when you soul in the sort of better call soul era i think i could have seen doing that soul as Maybe, he's introduced yeah. in this series uh, not so much i think he's at a point now where he's kind of set up and established and he's he appears far more hands-off so i yeah i i think it actually weirdly made you know it's a happy accident that made rather more sense i mm. think yeah yeah but yeah there's there's tons of good stuff in these scenes i mean like you said with i i think with donald it's the case that he knew this day was possibly or probably gonna happen like one day he knew it was something that was probably on the cards i mean you got the whole thing with uh was it the the offering her to go to rehab like that day and then she said no we'll go tomorrow and then she doesn't you know make it to tomorrow and that kind of stuff um but it's i, I suppose for him it's not really not really kind of a surprise because of her history and stuff and he, he just knew i suppose that it was a possibility uh and not it wasn't a sort of like oh she's you know on on drugs this is a surprise and she she died from it he he would have sort of known i suppose that was a that was a possibility um which is i, I guess one of the reasons he doesn't go after jesse as well because he's kind of i don't know was almost expecting it in in, in a certain way possibly um yeah, the acting between like um, Brian with with Walt and everything with the phone call was was fantastic as well, um, and uh, yeah, re- really good intro for for Mike to see him come in and just be very calm and collected and just sort of you know teaching Jesse what to do and like what to say and because it's not just about okay don't like touch anything and all that it's what exactly you should and also what you shouldn't say because um, we see in lots of different. Um, lawyer type shows or different scenes especially with soul as well that like a lawyer will come into the room and be like hey what did you say and like you like don't say anything more because i suppose because of the way if you if you say anything in those types of situations it could be taken uh the wrong way or taken against you i suppose so it was it was cool to see mike uh teaching jesse a bit more about that as well so 
that was good um yeah that's that's kind of most of that scene and jesse uh runs off eventually as well um so what did you think of uh there's a little thing i noticed what do you think of when is one of the coroners he asks uh or says to donald like hey so you might not want to be here for this bit is when they're zipping up the bag that jane's gonna be in um what did you think of that little part yeah i mean i i i it's it's interesting i mean that must be one of the most horrific jobs because i mean you know you you're just seeing death every single day of that sort of thing and they're kind of throwing the body around because they kind of have to and you know they kind of load it into the bag and stuff and it's just it's a heartbreaking scene and he just the way donald just sort of i mean he's he's kind of stuck you know it's can't really look away and yeah i i can't imagine what that must be like to go through for somebody Mm -hmm. um really really awful Mm. well while i agree with that it would be awful i think there's two interesting aspects that one is which one of which is what i mentioned a minute ago which was donald the way he looks at jane first of all as if he kind of isn't surprised Mm -hmm. Uh, and i suppose the other thing like yeah it, it still would be difficult for them to see like okay here's another dead body and then probably another de- you know especially in an area like this where there is all this like drunk uh, drug um related activity and stuff and, yeah like, just a few episodes ago we had combo that died and uh you know people probably get shot all the time uh i guess they're probably used to it as well but it still wouldn't get that much easier i suppose so um but i like, i found it interesting the way i mean he's just frozen he's just kind of standing standing there um, yeah, and there's like nothing he could do. So, uh, but yeah, that's all that kind of um, big scene and stuff for the start. Um, let's talk about this this Hank scene next because we got the one where uh, Jesse's in the uh, in this crack house thing, but it happens slightly later. So yeah, uh, overdue Hank in the DEA office. Uh, Hank, um, sorry, where he works. He talks about Combo, who is now dead. He's got like a photo and stuff that he puts up on this uh, board. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentions the mm-hmm. fake Heisenberg from uh, a few episodes ago and is trying to work out how somebody like Combo was dealing the meth and points out that New Mexico is the only area not being used because he sort of brings this map up and says, yeah. okay, it's happening all over here and obviously the distribution's getting bigger, but uh, it's only New Mexico that hasn't been sort of tackled yet. Um, uh, yeah, that's not being used and could be uh, sort of the wrong territory. Uh, shortly after, a few people, including Gus, show up to talk about what Hank is doing because he kind of explains like all this uh, thing that's going on at the moment. And then Gus uh, stays, uh, sticks around afterwards and donates money to Walter's charity, who he himself is quite familiar with at this point because he's seen him in a few yeah. different meetings and stuff, so he knows who he is. Um, yeah, interesting with the whole map and stuff and then kind of pointing out different territories. They'd have to probably like figure out where things are and aren't happening as well so they'd know where to look. Um but yeah, it's this is Hank kind of back to pretty much his best. Realizes like, okay, this combo guy was kind of nothing in, in, in a way, and you know, there's this big, there's clearly this big sort of drug kingpin out there. Little does he does he know it's his brother-in-law. Who, it, what what I found really interesting about this scene as well, in terms of like the different photos in use, right? Because you've got combo's photo that's being put up combo is looked at as kind of the nobody like how is he involved with this like there's this big drunk 
drug uh, kingpin around and everything. And kind of in the background, there's this pot thing being passed around yeah. about, hey, can you donate money to this, uh, you know, to my uh, brother-in-law's cancer thing? Little does he know that the photo that's attached to that, because there's a photo of all on the thing, is the big drug kingpin yeah. involved. Yeah. So he's like, Hank's there trying to work out, okay, how is Combo involved? Little does he know the photo that's kind of being passed around is the drug kingpin, which is his his brother and i found that really yeah. interesting as well and you know they're trying to work out who is the fake heisenberg and it's walt but obviously there's there's no particular reason at the moment that they would know that so i i found this in terms of photos like the one that's being passed around is the one that they're not realizing but the one that's on the board is the one that they're most confused about so what do you what do you think of all that yeah uh, there's a bunch of interesting things that come out of that section i mean um uh you've got hank meeting gus which is the first time and yeah yeah hank reveals a couple of things one the fact that walt has cancer which i can't remember whether he's told gus at this point i don't think he did i don't think he did so there's that because you know so there's there's that bit of information also the fact that walt has a brother who's in the tea which has now come out which gus now knows so there's there's that as well so i mean there must be alarm bells going off in gus's head but of course you know gus being gus he doesn't let anything slip at that point um so there's that side of things and also yeah like you say the fact that there is this photo which looks very much like it should be a photo that's pinned on the board that is attached to the top mm, of this it's very this similar thing. to combo's type of photo yeah there is uh there is an interesting bit of framing as well there is a point where walt's photo is positioned under a wanted sign under the wanted sign on oh. the whiteboard yeah um, oh. i had spotted that somebody made that um comment in some of the notes and uh i mean it's it may be un- unintentional but probably not but i i do like the fact that they they put that in and obviously you know it's it's just like a nice little nod to the fact that this is the guy that you're looking for and it's kind of and right no under idea. your nose yeah. yeah um i yeah really really good but I, I i do rather like that i think that that scene does point out a bunch of really interesting bits and pieces particularly the interaction between hank and gus hmm. um you know, and Gus again playing this upstanding businessman. You know, just part of the conglomerate, and it's really quite clever of of them to be sponsoring this thing for the DEA because it makes them seem like these upstanding citizens that are are yeah. you know interested in the DEA's work and trying to uh, you know clear the street of drugs when one of them's a massive drug dealer. Uh, it, it's it, Get, and it gets him a certain amount of access. I mean, not a huge amount, but it gives him a little bit of access into the DEA, and he finds out this interesting bit of information. It's it's quite clever. Mm. Yeah. It, what just continues to I, I what just continues to amaze me is Giancarlo Esposito's acting, which the acting yeah. in this show already is like top top tier with pretty much everybody involved. But it's the it's just the way that he acts as that character. It's just a very very particular thing. And especially with scenes like, because there's there's kind of the two different versions, almost the same thing like with Walter, the Walt version and the, the Heisenberg version, where if you think back to Gus in the restaurant and that turn that he takes and the way he starts speaking to Walt or Heisenberg, I suppose, in that scene, 
and then you look at him here and it's the most innocent like I've got mm. no involvement oh cancer fund oh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll donate to that that will kind of make me you know look even more innocent and make me look better and it's interesting with the because there's like three other people in the scene as well Gus is kind of the one that's standing a little bit to the side he's very very quiet he makes a little comment about um because Hank says about like oh this methamphetamine problem that we've got and how bad it is and he makes this little quiet little comment about like oh yes yes it's yes it's terrible sort of thing um but he doesn't like speak above anybody or anything like this just this little thing and just the way he because we know that he's not innocent because we know that he just met up with um with Heisenberg it's just the way he plays off that innocence and stuff and um you sort of got to really interesting parts happening because although Walt slash Heisenberg isn't there you've got the photo that's being passed around of the guy that they don't know that they're looking for and then the guy who's just kind of done it you know what was it yesterday or the same day just done the deal with him you know before in the midst of um holly's i think it's holly uh her birth and everything um the guy who made the deal with the guy that you're looking for is in the office with you talking and it's kind of like the the two what they look at what they would look at as sort of innocent people you know they they see yeah. the photo of walt and they think okay guy with cancer innocent you know just trying to do right by his family he's the drug lord and then the other guy that comes in gus you know the guy that's sort of involved and in trying to help seemingly looks like he's trying to help out with things is the other drug lord <laughs> so yeah. it's it's really interesting there's a there's a lot of really good stuff in there but what do you i mean i know i'm always particularly taken back by um uh john Connor's acting what did you think of it in in yeah. the scene Again, it's just very, very subtle. Um, and uh, Giancarlo's an uh, incredible actor. And, and it's like you say, you can almost see the cogs turning in his head mm. of, um, you know, this is, yeah, this is, this is a, a, a information he's finding out about this potential or this new business partner of his mm. in Walt of, of the fact that oh he has cancer oh and he has a brother in the DEA and you could I mean if you're in Gus's situation you're probably going shit am I being set up um you know I what what is this how could he be kind of dealing drugs and have a brother in the DEA how could he not tell me he's, he's dying of you know there's a whole bunch of things that must be going through his head but he plays it like really straight and donates the money and then leaves it it, it's really well done you know he's just cool and and i it's, it's a wonderful bit of acting just the lack of emotion to it um but saying so much with his face is is brilliant yeah yeah, it's that physical acting, I suppose, as well. The body language, facial expressions. It's just, yeah, it's, it's so good. Uh, so after all that, uh, Walt locates Jesse in a crack house and takes him to this like rehab-type center, which looks quite relaxing, actually, as well. Yeah. Um, when uh, Walt attempts to take Jesse um, home, so that's like slightly before that, because he sort of finds him there and, and, and picks him up and whatever... Uh, he says, like, hey, look, you've got to get out of here because you'll probably die in this place, basically. Um, and then as he goes to, like, as he goes to physically pick him up, he starts crying, says that he loves Jesse and, uh, sorry, Jane. And uh, thinks that his, uh, sorry, her death is, is his fault, which, like, for Walt in that situation is, like, ah, uh, you know, because he knows exactly what happened and he can't tell 
definitely not in this state that that Jesse's in. He can't like tell him what happened. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just the case for all of like okay, I got to get this guy like somewhere safe out out of this place at the very least, where he's probably gonna die. But like, I can't tell him the truth. I can't tell him that it wasn't his. Well, he can say it wasn't his fault, but he can't tell him specifically why. Um, it's again, it's a pretty sad scene, but at least Jesse does get out of there. Um, but yeah, as I said, this rehab place looks quite nice and relaxing. So. Yes, no, it does. Um, yeah, and and I mean, I I get why Jesse feels that way, but as we said, I think last week, it's not really Jesse's fault. I mean, Jess, you know, it was very much Jane's decision to go onto the heroin. And I mean, arguably she, I mean, she was the one that introduced Jesse to heroin. So it, it really is something of Jane's own making. I mean, Jesse was, was very careful with her and sort of, I mean, yes, he could have been more insistent, but you know, when he wanted to smoke, the meth he was like no i'm not doing it in front of you and was trying to get her to leave and it was her that insisted on you know yeah he could have possibly done more at that point but and, and insisted that she didn't stay but it really wasn't jesse's fault and it, no. it's not really walt's fault either i mean had walt acted maybe a little bit quicker then yes she maybe wouldn't have died but as we said last week, it wasn't a sort of, it really wasn't an active decision by Walt. He, he stopped for a second to consider. And by the time he'd actually made the decision of what he was going to do, she was sort of already dead. So Hmm. yeah, it's, it was something really of her own making and, and wasn't really the fault of either of them. I don't think, um, It was more of an accident, if anything, because if you look it at was. the actual way that, you know, because he goes to wake, he isn't really bothered about Jane, he goes to wake up Jesse, and because yeah. he's shaking him and stuff and trying to get him to wake up, it accidentally causes her to flip over. So yeah. it wasn't as if, like, he went in there, killed her, and then was like, hey, Jesse, we have to, you know, you have to wake up. Um, He didn't even go over to, to Jane, it was the fact that he was trying to wake up jesse so it is more of an accident that i mean obviously there's the moment after where he doesn't stop her but then you know there's there's all the things we talked about last week um but it was more it wasn't really directly anybody's fault it was really more of just an accident an accident in the way that it started and kicked off so um but again all 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 can say to jesse in this part it was like hey it wasn't your fault um and just try to sort of get him out there so all of that happens as well um and while he's got uh, Jesse in this rehab uh place he does um tell him that obviously he's going for his cancer uh treatment thing as well so which was brought up in a previous episode so uh, we know Jesse's going to be staying put there for a little bit i can't remember how long he stays there for it's probably not no. like a whole season or something but maybe no. a few episodes or something so <clears throat> just for just somewhere for him to be safe for now which is good uh, speaking of the cancer thing, meanwhile, Walt is preparing to undergo surgery to remove his uh, cancer. Um, the website that um, Walt Jr. made to bring in on- anonymous donations in reality is being used by Soul to launder Walt's money because they talked about the, the little donations yeah. and stuff as opposed to somebody just donating like 400000 or whatever, which would look weird. Um so this has gained media's attention due to its success and it's like just constant, you know, just dinging all the time. Uh, Walt is uh, not comfortable with this at all, like throughout the entire episode. 
Um, we'll talk about the Operation Day thing in a minute. Uh, so there is a couple of different scenes where this does come up, but it's interesting, really, with um, you know, because they go to see, hey, like you know, this person's donated thirty or twenty, and then it's it's just these little amounts of of donations. What's interesting, uh, one of the most interesting parts to me is he's changing um, Holly, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And he can just hear this ding, 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 and then like somebody shouting yes or or whatever. Um, Or sorry, with uh, with Flynn just like cheering uh, every now and again. And I don't think it's the cheering so much, it's that ding, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Which is really kind of getting to him. Yeah, yeah, you can almost seem kind of cringe or like, you know, it's like it's being him being like smacked around the head every time the ding goes off, you know, um, it's, uh, that, and this was the scene I was talking about earlier because the, the, um, the, I think this is Walt's changing the baby. And the scene before that is Donald going to pick out the, the, the dress and there's that really nice transition, just mirroring of sort of the death to life thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean this this scene itself, um, you know, well, obviously he's. We know that the problem here is Walt's ego and the fact that you know yep. he can't tell anybody yep. about the money. He was never really happy about them laundering it this way. But and then of course you have the media attention and Marie gets involved and there's now you know it's a paper article and then there's suddenly there he turns up and there's a TV crew and yeah, so it, this whole thing just as got wildly out of control and of course he's uncomfortable with it because if anybody actually manages to look into this and um, but there's no reason why they should but there is always that you know he wants to fly under the radar but also wants people mm-hmm. to know uh, that it's he made the money so he's got these sort of conflicting things going on which is uh just really interesting and um uh you know and of course the rest of the family can't quite understand why he would be upset with this. So he's got to put this front on and yeah. pretend that he's all okay with it. It's, it's just, um, yeah, it's great. I, I really like that. But yeah, the, the sort of when he's changing the baby, and you can, you can see him flinch almost every time the ding goes off mm. and he sort of goes in and is like, can you turn it down? It's disturbing the baby. So yeah. Yeah. Again, which digs into Walt's ego and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think, I only just thought of this just now, do you think the dinging reminds him of Hector's bell in any sort of way? Possibly? I hadn't made that connection at this point, but no, I, I, I don't think that's necessarily what mm. they were going for, but yeah. yeah, that's a sort of interesting point. I, you know, the, the, the other uncomfortable scene is, of course, when Junior's talking about like how wonderful his dad is in the interview, and you can see, oh, well, God. like, just kind yeah. of cringing and yeah it's, yeah um, yeah mm. that's, that, that's, that's interesting crazy. with the with what you talked about with like him trying to grin his way through this because the camera like the camera's not focusing on on flynn it's focusing on walt jr so sorry on walt um and you know the standing there with the camera and everything and he's like yeah my dad's an inspiration and a hero and all this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah yeah the camera just really slowly zooms in on walt's face and he's just so uncomfortable mm-hmm. um so yeah um do you think that any of those donations were from other people like I'm, any of them i'm at sure all? 
I'm sure some of them maybe, and certainly after it gets the press coverage, I'm sure some of it will be would have been genuine donations, mm. um, uh, you know, as, as well as the obviously the laundered money. I mean, the initial ones I think obviously were all the laundered money, but but once they've got the press coverage, I'm sure some of it was genuine people donating. Mm. So yeah, but um, yeah, again, just interesting to see. Uh, Walt's reaction to, to all this and we, we've not, uh, apart from in like the pilot where his brother's talking to him which is always a moment I like referring to mm-hmm. ever since like post the whole starting the drug business and all that, this is some of the most uncomfortable we've kind of seen him Yeah, um, especially like around his family because we've seen him be uncomfortable like around Tuco and Crazy A which is for different reasons because he thinks he might get shot or something but um, like being around his family and stuff, yeah, I don't think he's been this nervous since maybe like the pilot uh, or this sort of not even nervous, just kind of uncomfortable and awkward. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, on the day of Walt's operation, as he's put under anesthetics, uh, he accidentally reveals the existence of a second cell phone he uses again, basically making Skylar suspicious of his activities. Um, I love the way that this comes out. Yeah, uh, he's slowly being put on, and he's like, "This stuff is good," and you can see him like, <laughs> kind of slowly dozing off. And then the question comes. I, I remembered this scene pretty well as well mm-hmm. from like, uh, f- from before, from watches from before. Um, and it's simply just like, "Hey, um, I think she says like, where, where is my phone?' Doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Where he says she asks him where his cell phone is. Yeah, which, so she can get hold of him, and he which goes, one? "Which one?" Uh, and then that's again these kind of these kind of little moments in the show where you can see a character just turning a little bit, like they're yeah. all happy and like, hey, dad, we'll see you on the other side, and all this kind of other stuff. And then just which one? All it took, all it took was two words, which one? Uh, and then it just comes flooding back to Skylar of like, okay, that second cell phone, which she sort of, I guess, brushed off a little bit before because they yeah. had the arguments about it, but she just wasn't really getting an answer out of him. Just comes right back to her. And yeah. uh, it sets her off for another scene we've got in a minute. So, um, but I, I thought it was fantastic. Like, there's not much Walt can do here because he's sort of not in control of what, like, what he's doing. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think of of this scene? Yeah, it's it's such a, a tiny little thing, you know. It's just him saying the words "which one," and you can see Skylar's face just drop and. Mm she's like and and it's it is this thing of she clearly didn't entirely buy the story before because if she had she maybe would have let this go but she clearly wasn't entirely comfortable with with his previous explanations Mm. and then yeah you've got this of of him saying which one and yeah she's like oh maybe he did have that second phone and that leaves her you know because walt's recovering a few weeks to actually do some investigations into all the stuff that walt has been lying to her about basically yeah yeah it's it's quite something so uh, sometime later, after he wakes up and kind of goes home and stuff, uh, after Walt is released from the hospital, Skylar reveals to him that she's investigated his behaviour, calling various different people like his mum and uh, just various other different things, and found out that he has lied to her on many uh, many times, many occasions. 
Walt offers to tell her everything if she stays, as is once she's out into the car, but she's afraid to know the truth, is what she says, and she drives off, leaving Walt on his own. Um, what, one of the most interesting things to me about this scene is we've talked before and we've tried to keep track of, like, okay, let's see if we can kind of spot a few of the moments where Walt breaks bad. I think if Walt had broken bad before this scene, I think he would have fought back against Skylar a bit more. Mm -hmm. Because if you see when Heisenberg gets into certain, like, arguments and, like, shows that more confident side, that's very different to what we see here. This is kind of... Walt knows he's caught, he's sort of frozen, he doesn't really know what to say or how to get out of the situation. And I think if you look at Walt in this scene... This definitely isn't him, like, broken bad. Because I, I just think that if no. he is broken bad by this point and has this conversation with Skylar, I think he would fight back a lot more, um, which we kind of do see later in the series and, like, obviously once he breaks bad and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, But he just can't really say anything back to her because he knows, like, everything she lists off about, like, going calling your mom and... Uh, everything else and the cell phone and stuff he knows that she's right and he just doesn't know what to to do about it i mean he comes up with the initial thing of like hey i was under anesthetics and i don't know what i was saying and uh i think he makes up some sort of thing about something else um but then it's just as she's walking around as she's listing things you can just see it's it's not just a nervous walk obviously he's very nervous but he's more just frozen and doesn't know what to well i I mean she throws so much at him at that point because she has proper you know if it had just been the cell phone thing and you could write it off as being look i was under i was under the influence of like some really heavy medication and you know i that that don't be ridiculous but the problem is she then rings gretchen because you know it's like well if he's got a second cell phone is he having an affair and he thinks the affair is with gretchen so she rings gretchen eventually manages to get hold of her and she uh tells him that they didn't pay for any of the treatment so where the hell has all that money come from uh she then realizes that he faked that fugue state she then calls the mother and realizes that he disappeared for four days and didn't talk to and didn't actually go to her mother's his mother's when he said he would so clearly there is something going on and that's a very difficult thing for walt to actually be able to just like brush off you know he Mm. needs a convincing story or he's got to tell her the truth and i i can't remember where we go from here but i I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure Skylar finds out eventually, but I can't remember whether Walter actually does tell her at some point or, you know, how that actually plays out. So, I, and I understand Skylar's reaction. She's like, whatever he's into, clearly it's a lot of, you know, he's making a lot of money out of it. And if it's not an affair, what the hell is it? I'm not sure I want to know about this, but it's clearly quite shady. Mm. So... um. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of get Skylar's reaction oh, to yeah. it of like yeah. going, you know, I I need to not be here. So, mm. yeah, there, it's there's interesting. Two, there's two lots of money things in here as well because there's not only okay, um, uh, Gretchen and Elliot didn't give you any money, or like because you declined it and that, but also you're fully paid up on your um, what's it, the medical bills and stuff. 
and like where did where has all this money kind of come from and she's probably also thinking about the website and uh like all the donations and stuff and like you know where that stuff kind of come from so yeah she's entirely in her right to question like what the hell is is kind of going on and like yeah. it's not it's not an affair there's not any money involved with that because obviously that yeah. wasn't what was happening so like her being just okay i want to get out of here i don't i don't want to know what this is i'm going to go to what she say hanks and marie's i think for like the weekend yeah. um and yeah it's like yeah when you and it's gone by monday so yeah yeah and i and i mean the the possibilities when it's that sort of amount of money it's uh, like you know she i don't know whether she jumped to him dealing drugs but possibly um you know he disappeared for four days did he go and knock over a bank um you know i mean that may be something that that comes to mind because clearly that money had to have come from somewhere to pay off those medical bills if it didn't come from gretchen and elliot so mm-hmm. yeah i mean we we don't know exactly what's going through skylar's head but clearly something shady he walter's done something shady to get that amount of money to be able to pay off those bills because it was like a hundred thousand dollars so yep you know um yeah i i kind of get her and uh you know her reaction to it Mm. yeah um but the, i i suppose the sad thing on Walt's side is like he knows that he's sure he's done some bad things but he's trying to do this for his family and he can't obviously explain that at that particular moment but then he does once she like okay i'm gonna leave and you've got to leave does say like hey if you come in i'll kind of try to tell you everything but she just um yeah i guess part of her thinks like are you just gonna make up more lies and i don't want to know what it even is that you have to say to me so yeah well yeah. i mean partly are you gonna make up my lies and also i don't want to get drawn into whatever this is yeah you know yeah um maybe it's better if i just don't know which you know i kind of understand as well mm. so i suppose for I mean, I've not quite been in anything like this little situation, but I suppose with, you know, if a family member or somebody that you're supposed to trust or whatever lies so much and then they try to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth, how do you know that they're actually going to tell you the truth and they just don't try to spin you more lies? So, mm-hmm. which is exactly the situation that Walt's ended up in here. So, um, so there's that. Uh, a couple of big scenes coming up. Uh, Donald then returns to work as an air traffic controller. Uh, while on the job, uh, or just before that, he sort of says hi to his one of his colleagues and stuff, and it's all just sort of basic conversation about, hey, it's good to have you back, and sorry about what happened and stuff. Um, again, it, it seems like very much what Donald was expecting, you know, hey, sorry if you lost, that sort of normal stuff, which is still mm-hmm. nice for the guy to say, but Donald kind of knew it was going to be, you know, be getting told that, so... Uh, yeah. While on the job, his uh, mind wanders back to Jane. In this emotional state, he inadvertently allows the flight um, paths of two airlines to cross over Albuquerque, and they collide. Um, we'll talk about the actual result of the plane crash and stuff in a bit. Um, I didn't remember like all this code and all this sort of stuff that he, he said in that, but there is one point that he does say the name Jane for yeah, thing, and you can it's... see that that's a turning point for him. Y- yeah, there is a plane which has the call sign JM21, and he says Jane Mike 21 instead of Juliet Mike 21. Um, and that momently, um, like, dis- distracts him and tries to sort of correct the error, but uh, he's, he's sort of sweating, and, and then that that plane is then on a collision course with a, another airliner. Um, it's 
I mean, I don't blame Donald for this. Donald should never have been at work. I mean, no. I know. I mean, the, that's the thing. They are the. I would. I would have a real issue with the aircraft control place there because these people are incredibly high pressure jobs. If you've ever seen any background stuff about air traffic controllers, it's an unbelievably high stress job because you are, you know, you saw the speed that they were going at with that. And there are hundreds of people that are doing this and one lapse can cause all sorts of problems. You, you need to be focused and on the ball and, there is no way he should have been back at work and somebody should have pulled him aside and said, no, you're not working. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I could entirely blame the air traffic control people for even letting him near the desk at this point, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really just, yeah, I, 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 but I do love the way the, this is how it ties in that this sort of air trap, you know, this this plane crash is kind of inadvertently the fault of of or connected to, you know, it, it's not necessarily their fault, but this series of events have led to this plane crash and the death of however many hundreds of people were on that plane, um, and yeah, it's just sort of crazily well written and put together of how this is all connected i thought Mm. yeah i mean the plane is the thing that connects the teddy obviously to the rest of the plot and everything and and just ties everything together so well um but yeah i agree you know he probably shouldn't have definitely shouldn't have been at work i mean was this the same day that he saw jane or was it the no i I mean the next day no, no, because this is this is going to have been. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a re- it's after Walt comes out of hospital, so oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sort of it's six weeks time. later. It's going to be like you know six weeks later or so. But even so, you're dealing with the death of your child. You, I, I mean, you know, you. I, I don't know how long you have to take off to try and get over. I mean, it's not like something that's something you can get over, but. Um, clearly six weeks is nowhere near longer long enough for Mm. a job like that to be able to come back and be dealing with air traffic control there's just no way he should have been there yeah i suppose suppose, yeah that's an element to tie to it is the importance of his job and how you know he's in charge of kind of the lives of a lot of people as opposed to if it was something a bit simpler i guess it might have been yeah more okay i suppose um so yeah but uh these two planes um collide and they crash uh as this is happening uh walt is sitting beside his swimming pool just comp- com- uh, contemplating i think everything um when he is startled by an explosion overhead he looks up to see a fireball in the sky because obviously big explosion above his house uh the result of a mid-air um airplane collision moments later a charred pink teddy bear lands in the pool and there everything is connected um awesome i thought this scene was incredible um the i I think that one of the things now you usually visuals aren't something that really stand out to me i've said that on many different podcasts Mm. for, for many different things but the pov of this teddy bear and it's spinning around in the air and you see the plane and then you can see Obviously, as it gets closer, you can see Walt's uh, pull from a certain distance. 
and then obviously just splashes straight into that. Um, there's also the fact that you know there's going to be debris dropping from this, uh, name of you know things like the teddy bear and uh, bigger, worse things that might hit you as well. So we'll see how that uh, plays out and stuff. Um, but yeah, this connects all the dots together. This really this ties. Um, how many different elements do we have here? We've got Combo, Jane, Donald, Jesse, Walt, Teddy Bear, Airplane, um, and obviously the person that shot Combo, which was the kid in the first place that kind of... Yeah. Um, that gun really was kind of what set everything off, wasn't it? Yeah. Him shooting Combo and then just this this train of events. Um, kind of like a, a domino effect in a way. You know, Absolutely, kid, yeah. kid shoots Combo and then bang, 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 you know, uh, these these things just slowly collide. And it ends up with the pool in, sorry, the bear in the pool. Um, what do you think of uh, everything here? It's a great way of tying everything together. You know, um, we we kind of see the reason why the the crash happens. Like you say, it's it's a very much a domino effect from uh, combo being killed. The effect that has on Jesse. Jesse then. Um, in his grief turning to heroin with Jane, Jane and dying, uh, Donald being unfocused with the air traffic control and the air traffic control calling it, causing the accident, which then leads to this plane crash. Um, it's, it's just very, very cleverly written and very well tied together. Uh, what, what's the interesting thing about this is th- where it actually ends, because it ends with the sort of, you know, teddy bear landing in the pool pretty much and then that's the end of the episode so we get a resolution to what actually happened but none of the aftermath which is presumably saved for the opening episode of season three so um i you know i i did wonder i couldn't remember whether there was more to this um it's it's a it's sort of it's it's not a cliffhanger that it ends on because it does resolve what actually happened yeah you know and and to those cold opens and does resolve that but it does really make you want to see the aftermath uh it's it's very well structured see that's how you do a cliffhanger you know that's how without it being like a really infuriating cliffhanger walking dead uh, <laughs> i thought you were gonna say yeah. that yeah yes <clears throat> So that that's how you do it. That's how you sort of like go, oh, I really want to see the next episode of this. I want to see where they go from here. Um, but, without, but with it like resolving this thing that they've been teasing the entire t- season. So, mm. Do you know what you've perfectly just set me up to say? Is, go um Well, first, you'd probably know how this all kind of connects together. What do you think the plane reminds me of? Uh, uh, Lost. Yeah, and what did Lost do a bunch of times? Um, it had cliffhanger after cliffhanger. Yeah, after cliffhanger. <laughs> cliffhanger and it and it constant and it constantly led you to think, oh damn, I need the next episode. And obviously, it was a show that aired weekly, so you had to wait a week for it, which you wouldn't have to do now. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of a a thing with with me and Lost. Whenever I see planes or or think about them, or obviously, you know, specifically if they crash. Yes, and things like that. So, um, yeah. Um, so I really liked all that as well. That was that was great. So, and that's the end to uh, the season. We'll talk right at the end about what we're going to do for season three. Obviously, we're going to come back for season three. We just need to figure out when that's going to be. Um, but let's get into some emails and feedback and that kind of stuff first. 
Uh, so if you would like to let us know what you thought of the season finale or anything else related to the show or entertainment talk or anything else like that, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter e Talk UK does contact page and information in your show notes. Ryan has returned, uh, said forget my impatience from last week, uh, that was well worth it, puts an exclamation mark there. Uh, didn't predict or even think of a plane crash at all. But that's that's the beauty of this is why would you think of a plane crash? Like yeah. that that that's the whole point of this teddy bear thing is it has nothing to do with anything right until it's revealed. And I mean, even up to the point where you see um Donald doing the, the uh you know, you know, doing the traffic control thing, it still wouldn't leave you to think like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be a teddy bear that lands in the pool. Yeah. Um the only time the only point where you'd see that is when you see okay, something's falling through the sky towards the White House the white's house um and then you see it's the teddy bear that's landed in the pool that's the mm-hmm. that's the only because mo- you why would you think of any of that beforehand because uh, even yeah. once the plane crashes you there's still no reason for you to particularly think about oh yeah this is how the teddy bear gets into the pool so it's a really good thing that because it would just give the show was giving you no reason to think about any of that because mm-hmm. it felt like obviously you know properly it felt so disconnected from everything else which was why it was such a good mystery so um do you kind of agree with that yeah i mean what i love throughout the whole season is there are things that they introduce and set up which could potentially had something to do with the cold open like the fact that there is a baby that is born and the thing that they use to represent the plane crash is a is a teddy bear so Mm. has it got something to do with the baby you've got quite distinctly in the previous cold open there are two body bags and they're dealing with um you know new drug lords and you kind of think oh, okay has has something happened to the house as they turned up and the, the people have been shot and then even in this episode you've got the stuff with jesse has jesse kind of found out that what was there and gone over and killed somebody has donald found out that there is you know that what has somehow involvement in this and is he taking revenge for jen you know there are so many things that you're going through your head uh, of possibilities of what could have caused that cold open and why you know there were dead bodies and there was a teddy bear floating in the pool and all that sort of thing it's very cleverly put together in Mm. you know the the there is no reason to think that it would be a plane crash that caused it. That there are so many other possibilities within the show. So the fact that it comes kind of completely left of field is is really, but still makes total sense in the way it's mm. put together. Is and ties into the story and isn't just some random plane crash. Is really really clever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the only other time that anything airplane related comes up is the airport, but then Walt comes back. Yeah, I, from it, his flight way yeah. before any of that happens. Exactly, uh, and you're still getting cold opens for this after because um, that was the I think it was four days out episode. Um, we'll get we're getting uh, cold opens for that after we after that was all wrapped up anyway. So and plus, mm-hmm. you know, nobody got on the plane, so because yeah. we'll just waited there and then waited for Jesse. So uh, that's that, but that wouldn't give you any reasons to think of oh airplane season finale kind of thing. No, so. no. Uh, Abed uh, is back and says, um, hi, hope David enjoyed his two weeks off. I think you did. Um, yes. I just watched um, more Sons in, in that time. Uh, still 
good. Uh, yeah, still enjoying Sons, I think is, is what he means, uh, Sons of yeah. Anarchy. Uh, the two weeks uh, wait felt like a long one, but I uh, looked forward to going back to the show. Uh, thanks for covering this season. It's sad. Jane died. What else do you want to do for Rewatch Podcast? I know you are busy. Yes, yes, I am busy. <laughs> but... Um, uh, I mean, there's two other things I've kind of looked at. One is Lost. I would like to go back and... Ha- so the other three things. Um, oddly, they're all on Disney Plus, actually. An MCU rewatch, which is something I'd like to do. A 24 rewatch is something I'd like to do. And Lost. And they're all available on uh, Disney Plus in the UK. Um, the problem with doing those is you've got like 20-odd films from the MCU. Obviously, we wouldn't go over the ones we've already covered so like the infinity war and like civil war and spider-man all those sorts of films um we'd probably go from iron man to whenever uh i can't remember what i can't remember what the first one that it was that covered that we covered mm-hmm. uh but we would we would sort of stop at one point and then leave the rest of the reviews there uh the only other the only problem with doing lost in 24 is it's 23 episodes so it's not like okay where would we even like fit that in because breaking bad yeah. like, breaking bad luckily is seven episodes then 13 for most of the seasons and then season five is 16 so it's only a little bit longer um so i don't know when we'd do that but that's something we could just we could really do that like any time there's there's no sort of rush or deadline for doing anything like that so um what yeah just the no i mean i I'm kind of with you. I'm not sure I could face going all the way through Lost again. Um, <laughs> uh, 24 possibly, but uh, like you say, the problem with 24 is, uh, you know, the main show was 24 episodes per season. So th- that's a heck of a thing to go through because there was, what, seven seasons or something of like that? That's a lot to get through. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that would be the only problem with that. Yeah, so I don't know when we would do that. It's just kind of a pinned idea that we could do really at any point. Um, so uh, maybe one day, but that's that's something I'm interested yeah. in. Um, yeah, good that you're still enjoying Sons and everything. Uh, yeah, it is sad that Jane died and just kind of the tragic way that she did as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, but the character, what I like about how they wrote her was she served a very definitive purpose in that it, it pushed Jesse to an edge and kind of almost pushed him over. Um, I, but it, it also got him to a point, you know, because he was dealing with the death of combo and wasn't kind of coming out of that. And Jane ended up actually pushing him further over the edge, which resulted in and her death, which was the calculation that Walt was sort of thinking about, I think, in that split second where he didn't actually help her, mm. was her death might actually put Jesse in a place where he could convince him that he needs help and actually save him and put him back on the right path. So it, that that whole arc kind of serves a purpose um, in pulling Jesse back into the back to the land of the living from being a sort of drug addict basically Mm. yeah so uh but thanks for all your comments and stuff like that uh beth has got a few interesting points here as well um 
Hey, I've written in a few times before. I think I've noticed your name and email and stuff before, which I'm obviously not going to share your email here, but thanks very much for writing in again. As a young woman, it made me sad to see that Jane died as I've been on somewhat of a similar path, but don't want to share details, but I'm better now. You don't need to You don't need to yeah. share any, any more details or anything. You don't owe us uh, any of that information. But thanks for writing in and letting us know or f- feeling that you could share at least that with us as well. But don't feel like you have to share any more if you, if you don't want to. Uh, you're perfectly fine with with uh, what you've sent in and stuff. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, you know, for me and you, who obviously were both males and we we never kind of been involved with drugs and stuff, so we've never been on remotely the same path. Uh, there probably is some people that have been on similar paths to Jesse and uh, Jane as well that have seen the show and have been affected by it in in some way, shape, or form, or, or maybe maybe parents as well. You know, people yeah. that can relate more to to Donald's side of things. Um, that's kind of that's kind of you know the power of storytelling in a way is um, I, I mean I know it's a bit different to examples I've given before because things I've said before is like okay if you're affected by a character's death that is a good thing because it means that you cared about that character in this situation that is slightly different because it's obviously if you're relating to the character more that's more of a personal thing as opposed to this character got shot and I'm sad about it or this mm. character died and I'm sad about it if it's more that you relate to the direct situation um it's arguably more important you know if if it relates to a specific situation that somebody's been involved in it's even more important that they get the story right and they write it properly and really take care of things um so that people don't you know it's you know perceived the right way and everything mm. uh, that, that's why things like you know stuff that's based on off of true stories uh, like the believe me film that i watched um the lisa mcveigh abduction thing that i watched a few weeks ago and things like uh unbelievable on on netflix from 2019 uh that's why it's so important to get things like that right uh it's still important that you get you know character deaths right and in the general show sense but um i would just say yeah it's probably even more important when it's dealing with something that somebody might have been dealing with per se as opposed to like oh you know my favorite character got bitten by a zombie well nobody's been bitten by a zombie before so like it's it's different in that sort of way do you kind of get what i mean yeah yeah um i I, yeah no i get what you mean by that i mean it's it's interesting with this because uh it's jane's an an interesting character in the we've seen drug addicts on the show before of uh, you know and they've yeah being portrayed either you know as almost zombie like when we see them in the uh the the place where uh walt goes to get jesse you know you've, mm-hmm. you've yeah. seen them in that situation uh we've seen some of the people that jesse was hanging out some of the um the sort of meth heads or the crackheads and those sort of people who are, are far more manic as well and are almost like a comedy characters in in that side of things um and Jane's an interesting sort of, you know, she's perfectly functional um, most of the time. And even though they she's using heroin, she's sort of functioning throughout the day as well. So it's it's an interesting balancing act of I, I think it, it would be more problematic if they showed Jane um, completely, you know, doing drugs and then completely sort of life being fine afterwards you know um Mm. i i think you sort of had to see some sort of consequence to that uh you know and in this case it's as i said there is a purpose to jane's 
introduction in here in that it is to almost sort of slap Jesse around the face and try and give him some sort of wake up call. That's mm. the the idea of it. But obviously it's also going to heavily affect him moving forward as well. So um yeah, I mean it's whilst it's it was sad to see her go. I mean it was a phenomenal performance by Kirsten Ritter and uh, on the on the flip side of things had this character not appeared uh, and not been killed off, we wouldn't have had Jessica Jones. So, you know, because, <laughs> hmm. so. yeah. uh, I mean, she, Kirsten Ritter entirely contributes the fact that, the, you know, her role in this as the thing that got her Jessica Jones. So. Cool. Cool. Uh, but glad to appear you doing better now, Beth. Um, yes. That's, that's very, very good. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you feel like you'd like to update us on things, you can. But if you don't want to, that's also fine as well. It's uh, it's up to you. Uh, she also says, also read your um, uh, short story, great, but it was somewhat upsetting. See, that's an example where it's good that it was upsetting because part of it was supposed to be upsetting because of one of the things that happens. So uh, on a bit of an unrelated note, um, it's good that you're upset about that particular thing because um yeah. if you if you read basically if you read i don't want to spoil my own kind of story which is something i never thought i'd kind of say but if you kind of come away from the story and you're like eh, that was fine <laughs> then then i haven't really done my i haven't really done my job there have i so um anyway um and i, I haven't really had anyone say like hey it was it was bad or whatever i've had a few people say it was it was good and stuff a few people have said hey can you um do some more and i'm like damn i don't really have any ideas for <laughs> but uh yeah but that's why at the end of it it does say the end so that was that was the intention so um but anyway yes yeah, it's good that you enjoyed that and you were kind of affected by it in a way so uh season three something we need to talk about as well um so in my thoughts it's okay we've got at least probably two halves of walking dead next year We've probably got better soul, better cold soul coming back, so we will have some Breaking Bad content at least, <clears throat> and Westworld probably coming back as well. So in the midst of all that, depending on how that's all scheduled, which we've got no control over that because we don't work for HBO or for AMC, because um, we can control when we do this because we can just say, hey, we're starting the podcast, and then we just start watching the episodes. Uh, so I don't know at the moment if we do next season next year just because we don't know how some of those other things would line up if it's the case to where like Better Call Saul and Walking Dead airs at the same time and that takes up the same weeks because there's only 52 weeks in the in the year so there's only so many slots and I don't want to do like three or four of those shows or definitely not four I don't want to do like three of those shows in one go um, but may- maybe if it gets paired up to where it's like two of them and then two of the others or, or something um, do you have, do you have, do you know anything about when those shows, I mean, we know Walking Dead's probably what, August and then February usually, and then probably October next year. Yeah, we, um, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, other than Walking Dead, where we know generally it's, pro- it's yeah. going to be the, the similar sort of schedule that it's been on before. Um, Better Call Saul, I suspect maybe early in the new year, but we don't know that for a fact. Um, in terms of the others, honestly, don't know. I mean, you've got uh, various Star Treks coming as well. Plus, you've got probably another Game of Thrones next year as well, which I don't know whether we're covering or not. But um, I, I intend to. Yeah. 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 So there I is forgot, that. I forgot about that actually. Yeah. Um, Christ, yeah, add that into the mix as well, because uh, that's probably what eight or ten episodes. 
Um, so I part of me is tempted to say it's unlikely we do season three next year, but then again we will have Breaking Bad content because Better Call Saul will be coming back. Uh, so we just have to see how it's all scheduled, and uh, we'll we'll kind of let you know. It's not like this year where it's sort of okay, Better Call Saul Westworld delayed. Okay, we can do Breaking Bad season two, sort of thing. So we'll just have to see how it all kind of plays out. Um, but we will be back for season three at some point, um, and we'll let you know basically when that is as well. Yeah. Hey, for for those of you that hopefully listen to this, or hopefully or watch this, hopefully maybe watching Better Call Saul as well. Uh, and you can join us over there as well and on our other different shows and stuff. So I just don't want to say like, yeah, we'll be back next year for season three and then we cover like four dramas at the same time or something. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so we shall see. Um, yeah, that's it for the season. David, thank you very much for, for joining me for it. Thank you, Most everybody, welcome. To, thank you everybody who's listened and sent in comments and things like that. Um, it's uh, It's been great. It's been really, really good. And... Uh, yeah, I've uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, it's that interesting experience where we know the majority of what's going to happen, but it's these bits and pieces that we don't quite remember, and then how that kind of adds to things as well. So, um, especially as the show is so particular with its details, some of which we forget and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's been it's been really really good. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for our TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. Because uh, we're not just stopping with uh, Breaking Bad, we're doing a bunch of other things as well. Uh, if you want a little bit of an idea of what we're doing uh, coming up between now and pretty much the end of the year, I did do a podcast called Our Summer. I think I think it was called Summer and Autumn Plans as well. It talks about like the morning show and Monsters at Work, which has started. Ted Lasso starting this week. Uh, Walking Dead's back next month as well. That's what that's what David will be joining me for next. Uh, the the final season uh, of uh, of the Walking yeah. Dead. So another AMC thing. Uh, so joining me for for that. I think Fear's back as well towards the end of the year for its uh, for its seventh season. So you can join me for that. Of course, football comes back next month. Well, it was kind of on last month, but uh, Man United come back next month. Uh, that's the 14th of August for the first game, so you can join me for that. There will be a preview before that where I'll, I'll do a roundup of all the transfers and just there'll be a bunch of stuff to talk about with that. So uh, please join us for that other content. It's on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, if you also search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform, you can find us on there. You can either just subscribe to the main feed and get everything, or you can pick from the own individual feeds of uh, what you want to listen to. Uh, if you like what you've heard and you want to support it and listen to more stuff, that would be great. Uh, you can also just listen to more episodes or you can use word of mouth and social media. Uh, just tell people about what we do and where they can find it. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, in terms of air dates and when things come back and TV and film news to find out if, when and where your favourite shows are coming back or if, if they are, uh, David is doing that content over there, the TV and film news. You can find that over on Geek Town. That's geektown.co.uk. And if you want that in weekly uh, podcast format for the news, that's on Tuesdays. That's Geek Town Radio. You can search for Geek Town on your favourite podcast platform. There's a new episode from yesterday, so have a look out for that one as well. Uh, so find out about all of that and air dates and things like that as well. So you can check that out. Uh, Bex, who's also part of all this as well, uh, she streams daily on uh, Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can go give her a follow over there. You can also find me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, streaming various different things. And if you miss the archive streams, you can find them later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Um, so that's that. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.